listening to the Streak Center Podcast. And welcome in, folks, to another edition of the Streak Center Podcast. I am your host, Noah Taluki, and we have an absolutely loaded baked potato for you here on this last week of the month of January weekend, I should say, of January, and a lot of sports to catch up on in the big one. Mount Union against John Carroll in men's basketball. We will get to that, but I do want to shout out our interview that's going to take place in the second half of the program. It's with Eric Hanna, fresh off of their amazing victory over Mount Union yesterday, and uh, really looking forward to that interview coming up later in the program as well. But I want to get right into it. This Mount Union-John Carroll game, John Carroll coming away with a 74-72 victory over the Purple Raiders. One of the greatest games that I've seen in my six years here at John Carroll. That crowd was so electric. It was giving me goosebumps on the broadcast as they, uh, they, they, they came away with a really, really scrappy hard defensive game as well and they and they really made the shots when they needed to as well but I want to, before I talk about the game I really want to talk about that student section student section was the most lively I've seen it since the 2018 OAC championship when the blue streaks took on Ohio Northern and I got to say I've never seen you could not find a seat at the Tony DeCarlo Varsity Center guys people were standing on the stairs Coming into the gym. I have never seen that before. Even for that OAC championship game, I never saw people on the stairs for that. You could just tell what an atmosphere it was. And, and Mount Union came in as the number three team ranked in Division Three, And John Carroll was number eight. It was the only top ten matchup in all divisions. In all the NCAA, regardless of divisions, in men's or women's basketball. So the eyes of Division Three basketball were upon us at the Tony Carroll Varsity Center. And then... Really, I think the eyes of some other divisions also were, were watching. We got over 4,700 listeners for that game against the Purple Raiders on Wednesday. But, you know, coming into the game, I think it was one of those games where both teams just knew each other so well that they came in and, you know, they, they, knew, they knew what everyone was going to run. And it was just go out there and play. And I think the Blue Streaks really, really did a great job. Uh, handling Mount Union's offensive threats early on, you know they gave up 20 points to Colin Gurley in the first half. Now he's a guy that can go off at any time. This is a guy that that transferred from Youngstown State last year. Used to be on Mount Union. Now he's back. He had 20 points in the first half, but you know a lot of that. A lot of times, you know, you, you saw it against Bolden Wallace last week as well, where you know they got off to a really hot start. They shot 75 percent from three, you know, in the first half. It's hard to sustain that. Gurley only had four points the rest of the night. Now, there were other guys that were heating up, but when you have key players like that go out and, and, and not you know be that spark like they were in the first half, that can be the difference sometimes uh, when you're playing John Carroll, that's for sure. But the Blue Streaks have lost eight straight to Mount Union coming in to this game uh, on Wednesday. And I think what they really struggled with was they really struggled to put the Raider, the Purple Raiders down. I mean, you know, it goes back to 2020 in the OAC championship game when they had a double digit lead with about five minutes left, and then they ended up losing by double digits, struggling to contain Mount Union. Again, in December, in the last matchup when they lost 75 72 in Alliance, the Blue Streaks had a little bit of a lead towards the end of the game, 
that they lost. So in these in this eight game losing streak against the Purple Raiders, they've struggled to 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 close them out, to finish them off. This game, they definitely finished them off because Mount Union had a slightly they had a one two point lead a little bit there, you know, in the closing minutes. They had a couple. There was a couple questionable calls too. Those were times where the blue streaks could have been easily faded, phased. Mm-mm, not with this team. Not with this team. And I think this team is is. And I know they have a lot of these new guys, a lot of transfers. Sixteen and two now. They're out for one of the greatest single season, worst to first performances really in school history. When you think about it. I mean, this this team was eight and sixteen last year. Remember, they were dead last in the OAC. Now high atop the OAC with that sixteen and two record. Most importantly, only one loss in OAC play. Now Mount Union with two. Blue streaks now control their own destiny. So if if the blue streaks went out, they get the number one seed and they'll get home court advantage for the rest of the OAC tournament. But you know, I think even even if the Blue Streaks don't end up winning the OAC tournament, say, you know, later down the line. I still think this team has a really, really good chance at this point, especially with a signature victory over Mount Union, to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, that that comes uh, in March and, and, and possibly, uh, I, I think, has a good chance at hosting as well. And you saw Mount Union, they, they switched off a lot of guys in the man-to-man, confused the, the Blue Streaks a little bit, but... They still got the job done, and you, you got to say too. I got to give credit to John Carroll's bigs, Henry Rayner, Luca Eller. Those guys really stepped up. Henry Rayner with a, a double double, fourteen points and fifteen rebounds. And Luke Frazier, you know, he's the reigning OAC Player of the Week. We talked about him last week. How he dropped thirty six points against Bolden Wallace. He had twenty two, but I thought it was a little bit of an off night. Eight of twenty three from the field. I mean, he got a lot of shots off, and that's something that I think. Coach Pete Moran and company really wanted him to, um, you know, to they they wanted to position him to get those shots. Eight of twenty three. He was still eight, but on a, a kind of a cold night for him, he still gets twenty two. That just sh- I think that just shows how great of a player that Luke Frazier is for this team. And and thirty eight minutes, you know, playing nearly the entire game, really impressive to see from who I think at this point is the OAC Player of the Year. We shall see. But the Blue Streaks, next game, they're going to take on Capital in the Comets. They're going to head to Bexley for that one. They're going to play on a Friday at 7 p.m. on January 27th. So that is tonight. And I I really think uh, the OIC, you know, they've been going with these double headers on Saturdays a lot with the men's first and women's second. Some schools, they want to have their men's games one day and then their women's games another day. Capital is one of those schools where their men's team likes to play a lot on, on Fridays. There's a lot of mutual respect between Capital and John Carroll's program. His head coach, Damon Goodwin, for Capital, has been at Capital for almost as long as Mike Moran has been at John Carroll. And it's funny because Damon Goodwin was the runner-up to Mike Moran for this John Carroll men's head coaching job back in 1992. So he was the runner-up. Uh, for the Blue Streaks, but he and then he ended up taking the Capital job the year after, and and he's been there ever since. So a lot of mutual respect between both programs. A road game for for the Blue Streaks, and then on February first, they'll head to Heidelberg and face the Student Princes in Tiffin. That's a seven p.m. tip off on a Wednesday. So back to back road games. I'm telling you, folks. I mean, I really think the Blue Streaks can win out, but I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk. The OAC is always loaded. And and there's in any road game in the OAC is tough. That Heidelberg, remember Heidelberg is the team that beat Mount Union 
for their for now their second loss in, in OAC play. So and that was at Heidelberg. So it's a team that they can sneak up on you. And it's a team that was ranked in the top twenty five earlier in the year. And then Marietta on next Saturday, February fourth, senior day. Very down Marietta team this year though. Not the same. Not the same. But Blue Streaks hopefully can pick up uh, those two wins uh, this upcoming weekend and into next week as well. Women's basketball getting a huge victory. They're on a two-game winning streak after losing four consecutive games before. They beat Muskingum 72-61 to in overtime back on Saturday, January 21st in New Concord. And then picking up a back-to-back road win, another road win over Mount Union, beating them 65-60. to And we talked about it last week, how... The, the women's basketball team is really just kind of in a rebuilding phase. You know, with Olivia Nagy and Nicole Heffington, when you lose you know, two of the greatest players, if not the two greatest players in John Carroll history, you got a lot of youth and inexperience. You only brought back two seniors on this team as well. So, re, re, you know, a, a really a rebuild kind of year. However, to get these two wins, they, you know, they're, they're starting to take the right steps forward. And it's hard to beat teams twice in a single season, especially on the road. And when you have, when you went down to Muskingum, to Mount Union, which is always hostile territory, was able to beat those teams twice. I'd say that's a good job there from Beth Andrews and, and company, that's for sure. How about Kaylin Underwood? She was, she was hurt a little bit, you know, in de- at the end of December into early January. She's now back and fully healthy. How about this? 20 points for her. 6 of 16 shooting from the field as well. A nice 8 rebounds and 37 minutes of play. So she basically played almost the whole game. When the Blue Streaks can get Kaylin Underwood going down low. She has this unstoppable shot down low where she just uses her her left hand. Nice little spin around. When she gets that shot going, she's lethal down there. And then Hallie Landis, who's really stepped up, started the season off in a bench role but has really come around as a starter, uh, transferred from Ashland Division II school just a couple years ago from nearby Chardon. She had 13 points on 5 of 10 shooting as well. Good to see Ava Rincars, the freshman, contributing, and, uh, and Carmen Huker, who has kind of replaced Hannah Bucci as, as, that, as that point guard in the starting lineup, and uh, you know, definitely better on the, the defensive end, but can contribute here and there offensively. Maddie Petrowski, too, coming off the bench for this one. Typically, she starts, but uh, but they decided to go with Landy's, uh, Beth Andrews did, instead of Petrowski last night. She had 8 points and 12 rebounds. How about that? Not too bad uh, for a guard. Her brother, by the way, was started uh, football at Michigan. Started on the football team at Michigan State. Now she she uh, he transferred to uh, University of Wisconsin. So uh, some Big Ten connections there for uh, for Maddie Petrowski and uh, Angela Vinantonio going up against her former team uh, Mount Union. Of course, she was a transfer from there uh, going into this year. She got in a little bit as well. Three double digit scores for Mount Union, but that uh, that was too little for the Purple Raiders as a nice victory, uh, both both wins uh, against Mount Union for, for John Carroll. So really, really good to see that. Capital comes to town on Saturday, January 28th. It's a 2 p.m. tip. No more Dixie Jeffers. Uh, the, uh, she was there for 40 years as head coach at Capital. Now they have a, a new full-time coach after Dixie left after last season. Three straight home games after uh, well, Capital, then Heidelberg at home, who the Blue Streaks dismantled. Uh, back on January 4th, 84-49. They got them at home on Wednesday, February 1st, and then Marietta, the doubleheader, on Saturday, February 4th. That's at 4 p.m. right after the men's game. 
couple more sports to get to before we get to our interview with Eric Hanna and Connor O'Toole, two members of the men's basketball team here at JCU. I've got to talk about men's and women's track and field. They were they just are fresh off of the Spire Midwest Open. Remember, this is the first time that they have really ran all indoor season. There's been a couple runners here and there that have run at some different meets, but as a team, this is the first time that they've met up uh, and, and had a meet. And uh, so, you know, kind of getting the rust off. A lot of these, a lot of the cross country runners, this is the first time that they've ran since cross country season. So some of it's just a little bit, a little bit shaking the rust off, if you will. But uh, a couple school records to, uh, to to look at: three, to be exact, two on the men's side and one on the women's side. Alex Phillip. He went 404.13 in the mile. Cannot talk enough about Alex. He's a good friend of the program. We've hit him on plenty of times. He hit the school record in the indoor mile. And really, his goal was to break four minutes in in the mile and uh, and, and try to get a Division three record, but uh, unfortunately could not do that. His time that that time actually still stands as a, as ninth best in Division three history. But I know he wanted to get that four minutes, but he still got the school record, which is uh, which is still really a, quite an accomplishment for a guy that just seems to set records and, and have accomplishments every week. And Garrett Clark. He set the other school record. He he got fourth place in the 400 meter, but his time was a school record at 49.27. He's another guy who decided he decided to come back for his fifth year, fifth year from Walsh Jesuit, and it was an All American last year in outdoor track and indoor, and uh, looking to break more records this year as well. Another notable performance on the men's side: the four by 400 relay team of a couple of freshmen, Bashir Alarami, Garrett Clark, Caleb Correa, and Dustin Horner. They came in second place, but they came point th- just point three eight seconds from beating Mount Union in that. And remember, folks, last year, and I know this is, I'm talking about outdoor in this example, but last year's outdoor OAC championships, it came down to that 4x400 relay, and the Blue Streaks lost, because if, they, if the Blue Streaks would have won, they would have won the OAC. And they just, they came so close to... To, to beating Mount, but it was another close loss there in that 4 by 400 uh, back at the OEC Championships in outdoor and indoor, same sort of deal. But, you know, Mount Union, the, per, the perennial powers in, in in OAC track, but the Blue Streaks just nipping at their heels just a little bit in indoor and uh, hopefully outdoor as well. And on the women's side, Erica Esper, we mentioned her last week, how she did set that f- that mile record as well. So both mile records falling this weekend for John Carroll. She had it. It was at Youngstown State back uh, last Friday. Five oh two nine two was uh, was her mile school record. She actually beat Gab Cruz. Her record set back in twenty fourteen. Gab Cruz, of course, is the in game host for the Cleveland Guardians. She's uh, an, a, a John Carroll alum, of course, and very supportive of the school. Was very involved with the uh, the TV program and, and sports information office and, and all that as well. So I know that Gab Cruz and, and Erica were, uh, were were texting a little bit after about uh, when when Gab broke uh, when she broke Gab's record. Uh, that's that's for sure. And then another notable performance: Jen Masucci, uh, cross country runner. She ran at nationals this past year. She got second in the three thousand meter with a time of ten thirty two. 49 as well 
Coach Kyle Basista loves when uh, you know loves when there's different runners at different locations. So that's exactly what it's going to be this weekend. Now there is, some runners will be running at the Youngstown State Mid Major. So some of them will be back at Youngstown State after they ran there last week. Most of the team is going to be at the Dr. Taraski Team Challenge, which Baldwin Wallace hosts, and that'll be on Saturday, January 28th. Some will be at Wittenberg, which is their Steamer Showcase. That's over in Springfield, Ohio, west of Columbus. And then Alex Phillip is actually running at uh, at the Boston University Invitational. This is the same location that the Blue Streaks, uh, including Phillip, broke the DMR record last year indoors. So uh, different meet, but same location for Alex Phillip. I know uh, Coach Andrew Miner is going out there with him. Andrew Miner, of course, former Blue Streak runner, in class of 2021, but he is now a volunteer assistant coach as he's finishing up his GA with uh, the economics department. So he he's out there now as as Kyle Basista and company have stayed behind uh, for the uh, the Taraski meet and, and some of the others. But he went out there just just for just for Alex, just just one runner out there as well. Wrestling, they had a big OAC quad meet that was hosted by Ohio Northern in Ada this past weekend. They went one and two. They beat Muskingum 47-9, and they lost two really, really tough Baldwin Wallace and Ohio Northern teams. Baldwin Wallace, they lost 40-6, to and they lost to the Polar Bears, the host Polar Bears, 37-13. to Andrew Perelka was the only John Carroll wrestler to go 3-0 and on the day. He beat all three of his opponents. Of course, he's 133, 133 pounds, a great character. We've had him on uh, the podcast before. And he got second place at Nationals last year, so All-American, and decided to come back for his fifth year. So only wrestler to go 3-0. and In the Baldwin-Wallace loss, uh, Peralka and Stefan Farian were the only two wrestlers to win. And then against Ohio Northern, it was Peralka and uh, Patrick McGraw, who, who's had an outstanding season and could very well be an All-American, in my opinion, a senior from St. Ignatius. Uh, he was uh, also the only other winner in that match as well. And uh, wrestling, they will be back in action on th- this weekend, uh, on Friday, January 27th, and Saturday, January 28th. They're going out to the Pete Wilson Invitational. This is a this is a meet that they've been going to for almost 50 years, the wrestling team. That's at, we- that's at Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And that's a really, really tough Division Three wrestling meet. There's a lot of top teams in Division Three that go there. So I think Coach Mark Haywald, and, and really historically, since the wrestling program has, has had just so much tradition and legacy, they love going out there to really test themselves against the best before they'll have a, a one final dual meet of the season against Heidelberg in Tiffin on Tuesday, February 7th. And then... That uh, and then they'll have the John Carroll Open, which is which is at, at, at JCU. But any wrestler from any school, you know, they've even had Division One wrestlers go. It's basically just like a, a kind of like a last minute qualifier. Uh, no, nothing is scored or anything like that, um, at least for you know team points. But uh, it is it is good for a lot of those wrestlers, especially the younger guys, to get more experience against some some pretty good talent that can come. Because like it's it's an open, so anyone any wrestler can register. Uh, from any university, and then they'll have regionals like just nearby at nearby Case Western. That'll be on February twenty fourth and twenty fifth. Um, you know, so that so no OAC tournament. They got rid of that about ten years ago in wrestling. So that's why you know a lot of times when it comes to all OAC awards and all that, you got to be able to wrestle well at these OAC meets like the OAC quad back uh, last weekend. 
And just before we get to our interview with Eric Hanna and Owen O'Toole, or I'm sorry, Connor O'Toole, his brother is Owen, who graduated last year. Swimming did not men's and women's swimming did not compete. They had a, a die they had a dive only meet at John Carroll. I believe it was just against Case Western. But swimming is back in action on Friday against Baldwin Wallace in Berea. And then their last dual meet of the season is against Wilmington the next day on Saturday, January 28th. That will be senior day as well. So it'll be really, really great to honor the seniors. They always decorate the pool and, uh, and with a bunch of streamers and balloons. And it's it's always very well attended senior day because it's it's very festive. And, and a lot of the, you know, Wilmington, um, you know, not being as, as good of a team as some of these other OEC schools, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put, uh, a lot of the swimmers that uh, they call it off events. So maybe some events that, um, you know, swimmers don't really swim as much, you know, for example, like Jonah Venos, you know, it'd be like putting him at the backstroke, you know, so, uh, an event that he is not as familiar with. But um, so I'm sure they'll have some fun at, at on Saturday against Wilmington. And then, yeah, the basket, the women's basketball game at two o'clock. So there'll be a lot of action at the Tony DiCarlo Varsity Center. Coming up next, we have our interview with Eric Hanna. Don't want to miss this one, folks. Only on the Streak Center Podcast. You're listening to Streak Center on jcusports.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at StreakCenterJCU to stay up to date on guests, episodes, and more. Now, let's get back to the show. And joining me now here on the Streak Center podcast is Eric Hanna, a senior guard here on the John Carroll basketball team. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Glad to be on. So I got to say, that atmosphere on Wednesday in that big 74-72 victory over Mount Union, I mean... Is that is that one of the greatest crowds that you've ever played in before? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, for sure here at Carroll, only I think one other game comes to mind, and that's the Marietta game freshman mm-hmm. year. But I think Wednesday was definitely a better atmosphere than that one. Um, but yeah, most definitely it was crazy in there. Yeah, gosh, I you know it's funny you say that because I, when I was on the broadcast, we were actually talking about that Marietta game from the freshman year or your freshman year, and I believe that was when Jackson Sartain. I think that was when he had a thousand points. Maybe he hit that big three from the wing. I remember it was like with time yeah. with time running out on the shot clock. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I those, remember that. I yeah. think it was. A th- I think he hit a thousand points in that game. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely say that matches that. Or the uh, I know before you. Uh, the 2018 OAC championship. That was another one that uh-huh. was, was really big for sure. But remember, Mount Union came in number three in the country. You guys number eight. Um, you know what were what were kind of those keys going into the game, and and how were you able to pull pull that one out in in front of your home crowd? Yeah. So I mean, defensively, we knew they were going to pound it inside and play iso ball. Um, Colin Gurley had a good game, and then their their big man Christian Parker. We kind of limited him um, offensively, but Basically, yeah, just containing the ball and then knocking down shots. We kind of said whoever played harder, rebounded, um, won, won the boards, was going to win the game because two evenly matched teams, you got to knock down shots and do the little things. And you guys, I, I thought, were just did a tremendous job defensively overall, protecting the rim. You know, Henry Rayner had a, had a really big game, double double, and um, you know, getting a lot of those offensive boards and, and and mixing it up as well. But um, 
is D is defense something that you know you guys really preach uh, at, at JCU? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we say our our defense turns into our offense. That's mm-hmm. our first first priority. Is but we play better offense when we're defending. Uh, we're defending better because you know we we can cause turnovers or run in transition. That's what we want to do. Uh, is is you know knock down shots in transition or or play play the whole play the full court basically. And I know I, I know for you, um, you know you've started the last two years before this, and you know taking more of a of a bench role now. Um, but you know how have you handled? I just wonder how have you handled that? You know being a, being a starter the last two years to. To now, uh, you know, have be more of a role guy uh, off the bench. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot easier when a guy like Luke Frazier, possibly an All American, and you know, Luke Chacone, Stud, Chase Top, and Stud are, are, you know, I guess in front of you, and you're winning a lot of games. And so, yeah, I'm I'm happy to take a more of a backup role, whatnot, and come come in and knock down shots rather than you know be like a a starter on a losing team I guess you could say like last year um but no I'm definitely happy we're we're winning a lot of games we're one of the best teams in the nation and everything else too and it seems like you know with with all the transfers that came in this year it seems like you guys gelled pretty quickly I would say uh from the beginning of the season especially till now playing you guys are definitely playing your best basketball of the year I, I believe right now and I, I just wonder what what is it with all those new guys coming into a new system and all that and being able to play so well together right away yeah, I think honestly it started in in May. I mean, starting in May we started lifting together and playing open gym together three times a week, hanging out with each other in the summer. Uh just stuff off the court too really helps with on the court. And then I think all the guy, all the guys that came in are really good guys. Um and I know the returners, I knew last year they're all good guys, so it just makes it a lot easier. Did you know any of these guys coming into the season be- before? No, I didn't. Yeah, not, I didn't. I don't know if yeah. you played with them or played against them or anything like that. Not a single day. one, but now wow. it feels like I've known them for for a while. <laughs> guys are, are are gelling as a team. Really, really good to see, especially with all all the new guys for sure. But um, you uh, you yourself uh, from th- beyond the arc this season, hitting just about forty five percent of your shots, and uh, you had a big three in the game against Mount Union with about two minutes left in the first half. Uh, Gave gave you guys a little bit of momentum before the half and was able to break that tie. I believe it was thirty two thirty two at the time. But uh, when it, when it comes to three point shooting, and I, I know we had you on a couple years ago with with Jackson Sartain, uh, you know the best three point shooter in, in John Carroll history. But is there is there a, a like a routine that you have when it comes to you know practicing the, those three point shots like like he did back in the day? Yeah, I mean I try and get on the the shooting gun every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically just getting getting reps in, but good reps, not just throwing the ball at the hoop, but really, you know, picturing yourself in game uh, and getting good reps in. But yeah, it's definitely just getting in the gym and getting as many shots up as you can. Is is that something that you've been working on a lot, you know, since high school and, and, and before that as well? Yeah, I, I feel like I could definitely say I've always kind of been a shooter. Um, in high school, I was labeled as a shooter, I guess you could say, and uh yeah, I've always kind of been that way where I just getting as many shots up as you can outside of practice time. Talking with Eric Hanna, a member of the John Carroll men's basketball team. What do you think, besides having all the new guys on the team this year, what do you think has been the biggest difference from last season to this season? Remember last year you guys were 8-16, and 16, 
the you got the tenth seed out of ten teams in the OAC, and now you guys are at the top, and and this is poss- could possibly be the biggest turnaround in program history from one year to another. So what do you what do you think besides all the new guys coming in? What's been the the, the major major difference? I think just commitment from the start. I mean, as I mentioned before, back in May, we all kind of said we we have a goal of winning the OAC championship, and we're gonna work our tails off to be able to achieve that so I mean yeah May we worked out and played open gym three times a week and we all got in the gym outside of that too and just have been really working hard for this and you're seeing it I guess on the court as we're what are we 15 and two mm-hmm. first in the 16, conference I so. Think, yeah. So. so yeah I would say that most definitely for for you personally what do you think you've improved upon the most from your freshman year until now I would say shooting, definitely. I mean, I came in, I thought I was a pretty good shooter, but uh, right now my senior year, um, I think this is the best I've shot in my in my career. Mm-hmm. And you know, your freshman year, you know, you got a little bit of time here and there off the bench, and then, like we mentioned before, started the last two years before this year. But, you know, that year... There was, you know, a lot, it was a really senior-led team with Sean Flannery and, and Connor Fitzgerald, the Berger brothers as well. Mm-hmm. It, was there anything that you learned from those older guys that, that you still take with you now as a senior? Yeah, definitely just how to lead and just, like, welcome in younger guys or new guys. Because, I, I mean, I'll never forget it coming as a, as a freshman. The Berger brothers, Flan, C-Fitz, they, uh, they welcomed us all in, and we were brothers from the start. And I've honestly tried to do the same thing that they did because I know how how much that meant to me. So, I mean, it made it hopefully easier for the new guys that came in this year just being welcoming towards them because that's what that's what I received when I came in here too. Did uh, did a lot of the new guys ask you for some advice a little bit before, you know, like especially the, the transfers and all that saying, you know, hey, like what's, what's life like here at JCU and, and all that beyond the court as well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just a bunch of questions like what to expect and things like that. Nothing, nothing crazy, but yeah, definitely questions like oh, like about what to expect and uh, things on and off the court. I gotta ask you too about um, your uh, your friendship with William Wallace as well. Yeah. I know you, you and him were AAU teammates back in high school, and then he, you know, he's your age, of course. But I believe he wasn't on the team at the beginning of the semester his freshman year, and then he he kind of like walked on second second half, I think. So he's another guy that he started last year too, mm-hmm. worked really hard to get there, and. Uh, you know, now more of a bench role like you now this year. But what's uh, what's what's your friendship like with 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 William? Yeah, so I started playing AU or travel basketball with William about ten years ago. So we've been mm-hmm. playing basketball together for for ten years, and he uh, actually went to Miami of Ohio the his first semester freshman year just to be a student, and uh, then he decided he wanted to play basketball again. So he reached out. Um, to me and coaching staff uh, about Christmas break freshman year and then he he transferred over Christmas break and then he's yeah he's been here ever since which I'm so happy and our roommates and been playing ball together for 10 years it's crazy he's coming to an end I'll never forget going on one of the team bus rides with you guys for my or your freshman year and mm-hmm. basically interviewing him on the bus to put him on the website yeah. <laughs> because he was just so new and we didn't we had, we didn't even know about him he didn't play at all freshman year but he he uh he was able to dress but uh then obviously gradually worked his way back in as well um but i gotta ask you too about 
the new one of the new assistant coaches on the team, Damon Jones. Yeah. Um, he just he just uh, just had a child uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe. And uh, he's a guy with uh, some NBA experience as well. He, uh-huh. he did some player development, coached a little bit there as well. What has Damon brought to the table a lot with you guys this year? He's a very, very knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable coach. He played overseas. He was a very, he was a stud basketball player. Um, yeah, he's done player development. And then with us, honestly, we do workouts with him, um, you know, in our free time, whenever he'll ask us, hey, you want to go get a workout in? Uh, that and he just he knows basketball so you can come to him with any questions and and he'll he'll have the answers most of the time that's good and for you why was it that you decided to come and and play here at John Carroll and did you have any other you know offers at other places yeah so uh I was recruited by recruited by most of the OAC I would say um but my two older brothers went here Kenny and Ryan and graduated here uh, so I was familiar with the school and, you know, once you step on campus here, it's, it's hard not to fall in love just because it's a beautiful campus and it's a great business school, which I'm studying finance. Um, and then the basketball program is so, you know, storied and historic. And I love the way that, you know, they played when I was, a uh, like being recruited. So it was really no question, uh, once it got into, you know, the deep recruiting that I wanted to come here. Was Coach Pete Moran the one that recruited you? Yeah, most of the coaching staff. Coach OB came to a lot of games, and then Coach Pete Moran uh, came to a lot of my games as well. Um, Yeah, I had a lot of conversations with all the coaches uh, while I was in high school. You know, you talk about Coach OB, Frank O'Brien. He uh, took a little hiatus. He was was not coaching the last couple years, and now Uh he's back. He's a guy that coached all the way with Mike Moran back in the day as well. Is I feel like it's he's one of those guys that adds a lot of older wisdom to what's who's typically more of a, a little bit more of a younger staff with all yeah. with all the Moran brothers and all that. So, uh, what's something that you've gleaned off of uh, Coach Ob? I mean, I can speak for everybody when I say that we are so happy that Coach Ob's yeah. back. I mean, he brings a smile to everybody's face every single day. Um, yeah, we definitely missed him the last couple of years, but I feel like I have a good relationship with Coach Ob. He's a, he's a great guy and awesome guy to have around every day and does does Mike Moran does he ever come to your practices still I, I'm sure he misses the game a lot but uh since he retired but still the golf coach here but does he ever give you guys uh, his two cents I guess still? uh once in a while he'll pop yeah. his head in uh more so like when I was a freshman sophomore uh now now he's mostly just at the games but uh not as much anymore final question for you Eric um you guys now, as we mentioned, sixteen and two on the year. Only that one loss to Mount Union in OAC play back in December. But now you guys control your own destiny because you are in sole possession of first place in the OAC. And you, you got, you got a couple. I mean, three or two straight games on the road. You got Capital tonight, and then Heidelberg next week. A Heidelberg team that beat Mount Union earlier in the year. You know, what's it going to take the rest of the season to to re, to hopefully win out and, and just still take that number one seed? Yeah, definitely taking it one game at a time in that, you know, coach coach said it the other day after we beat Mount Union is it's just it's just one win. We didn't gain, you know, five wins and we didn't hang a banner for for beating Mount Union. We still got a, the, the capital game tonight's just as valuable as, you know, Mount Union um, one game at a time and, you know, not taking anyone lightly. I guess because anyone could be anyone in this conference, and we want we want to uh, win out definitely and be OAC champs.
No, there's a lot of mutual respect between uh, the Capital coaching staff and and the Blue Street coaching staff. Again, Damon Goodwin been there for for years at Capital, yeah, uh, as well. So, uh, best of luck to you, uh, Eric, and uh, thanks again for coming on to uh, Streak Center. We we, we we I really appreciate having you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me on. It was a good time. You're listening to Streak Center on JCUSports.com. For the latest news on all things JCU Sports, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JCU Sports, or visit JCUSports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. And a big thank you to Eric Hanna for coming on to our Streak Center podcast. And this basketball team, I got to say, they're a really special team this year, 16-2, and two, just being the number three team in the country, Mount Union. There is a lot to be happy about. And, you know, I got to I gotta give Eric some credit as well. You know, Eric, taking, you know, taking a little bit of a step back this year just because of, you know, some of the transfers that came in. And of course, he started the last two years. But, you know, he's really been a great team player this year, you know, coming off the bench, uh, especially after starting last two years. Um, you know, he's taken that role really, really well, I think. And uh, make sure to come out to the DeCarlo Varsity Center for women's basketball at 2 p.m. Senior day for swimming at 1 p.m. just a little bit before. Always fun to because there's not many swimming meets at John Carroll. Uh, there's only two or three a year. So it's uh, it's always good to, to catch a catch a sport sometimes that maybe you don't you're not as familiar with and just uh, love loving this uh, to support the uh, the blue streaks out there that is for sure. Please follow us uh, on Twitter at Streak Center JCU and I I know that when people view the link on Twitter it's just a link from JCUSports.com but I am working to try to see if we can get it on Spotify or some of these other podcasting networks so that uh, it, it, the podcast can be more accessible and all the links can just be in one area so I am working on that and hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so we are able to to get that out on uh, on social media and uh, and just have all the podcasts from all the different seasons that's my goal to be on on one platform and make sure to look at jcusports.com for all the latest news and live stat and live video links for all of our sporting events this weekend thank you again folks for tuning in to this week's episode of streak center and be sure to tune in next week only on the streak center podcast